And I'm Lisa. And this is Two Sober Chicks. Wow. We're so sorry. We've been so busy. We are really sorry, and it's mostly my fault, and I apologize. <laughs> nope. It's my amends. Yeah. No fault. You're just busy. Julie started school this year. My Master's of Divinity. It's it, kind of a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. so excited that we're back, though. Yes, me too. Um, it's so funny. Remember when we did that business meeting? You had something to tell me, and you said, can we have a, a business meeting? And we did it while hugging. Yes. So that it would be loving and nobody's feelings would be hurt, and it was awesome, and everything worked out. So I called Julie a little while ago and said, we need to have a hugging business meeting again. And it was simply to say, we need to get together to podcast because I miss you. I miss you too. And I miss this. This is like, I don't know. I just, I get so much from doing this. It's so much fun. And, and we get to talk program, which is always good when I get to talk program with anybody. So I'm glad that we're doing this today. And we have listeners that are holding us accountable for not podcasting in large uh, blocks of time. Yeah. So... Here we go. Right. We're back. So we're in the month of December and it's time. So Julie already came to me and said, I have a topic today. I don't even know what it is. So I'm excited to hear it. All right. So I went on a mandatory retreat for one of my classes and it was a religious retreat and there was communion and it was done by intincture or intinction, which is when you take the bread and you dip it in the wine. Mm-hmm. Oh, so... Like real wine? Well, <laughs> let me tell you, that's the first wine that's passed these lips in over five years. Yeah. And I, it, it was jarring for me because every time I've taken um, communion at school, it has been grape juice. Right. So I all of a sudden was like, holy shit, is this wine wine? Is it de-alcoholized wine? I was, you know, for me... It's not a big deal, mm-hmm. but all I kept thinking was, this could really fuck somebody up. Yeah. Especially if you were new. Yes. You know? If I was new, I don't know how I would have felt about that. So I approached my professor at the end and I said, is that alcoholic wine? And he said, yeah, it's sacramental wine. And I said, okay, well, I'm in recovery. Um, and while for me, it's not going to flip me out. There are many people I know where this would be a major problem for them. And his response was, well, it's not that much. (laughs) So at that point, I'm not going to get into addiction psychology, um, addiction neurobiology, how it can open up a pathway, how emotionally it'll flip someone out. Um, But I felt like it was my responsibility to say, you should be aware of this. Mm -hmm. um, And let me just say this. They would be aware of... um, you know, now I see some congregations doing um, gluten-free wafers yeah. for people with a gluten issue. So if we can be that sensitive about a gluten, yeah, why not be that sensitive around alcohol, even though it's a tiny bit? Well, at school in chapel, they will say this side is grape juice and this side is wine. Perfect. So I was kind of surprised. Now, also, I have a classmate who is in recovery, but he's anonymous obviously Mm -hmm. like I'm open about it I'll talk about it Mm -hmm. so I texted him after and I said hey how are you was that okay for you because he's relatively new he's a he's a year in right and he was like no it wasn't a problem for me and I said okay good right awesome um I use cooking wine in some dishes that I will prepare Mm -hmm. um but it's a very small amount and cooking wine evaporates 
mm-hmm. but it does leave a flavor. Mm-hmm. But um, like I won't do fondue that's made with wine because I think there's a lot of wine in fondue. There is. Yeah. So I won't do that. Um, I was at my aunt has a little Christmas party every year, an open house. And I was at that yesterday and they were talking about this tr- truffle, trifle, trifle. It's an English thing. Dessert? Yeah, dessert. Trifle. Trifle. Oh, it's so good. And I guess it had a lot of liquor in it this Yes. One. Yeah. And so I didn't... It's I, cake soaked in booze. Soaked in booze. <laughs> so I heard them mention this and I just chose not to try it. Um, I, yeah. So it's interesting. But when I was new, um, I wouldn't... I asked at restaurants, you know, is this... I wouldn't order something if it said uh, soaked in bourbon. You know, yeah. <laughs> I just avoided those options or any sauces with liquor in it because I didn't want to be triggered. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you you're all right. You survived. I survived, and yeah. also I was on a retreat this weekend, and the retreat director was is also in recovery, mm-hmm. um, and he also happens to be a priest. Yeah. And uh, I didn't go to one of the masses. But apparently, you know, he was giving communion and the wine in the chalice was wine. Oh. And what? he mentioned how it's not a big deal for him. Mm. He takes a sip of wine, no problem. And one of the ladies came up to me afterwards and told me this and said, well, do you think he needs straight to change his dry date? And I said, I think that's up to the person in recovery. Right. Um, I said, for me personally, this happened a little while ago, even though I didn't take a sip. And because A, it doesn't trigger me, but B, because it's a very holy, sacred thing to me, I choose that that's okay if it happens that way. Would I take a sip of wine? For me, I would not. Right. But I can't comment on someone else's sobriety, especially if that sacrament is a part of their vocation in life. Mm-hmm. And I said there's also a difference between someone, for example, who's a priest who takes a sip of sacramental wine of communion versus someone that needs to sneak a sip of something or is having an emotion or having a feeling and doesn't want to deal with this and someone who's activated and triggered. Like what's yeah. the motive and what's the outcome? And it's, it's an interesting question because perhaps, you know, I know that I used to ask questions about other people because I really wanted to know for myself, (laughs) right? So do you think he should change his dry date? Because if not, then maybe I can have a sip of wine and not change my dry date, right? Interesting. That might be the, that would be my psychology. I don't know what anybody else's, but that would have been my psychology behind asking that question. It's like the time I asked my sponsor, so what do you think about the marijuana maintenance program? And he shot that down and, you know, disagreed with it. And I was like, great, don't talk to him about that again. (laughs) Because <laughs> that was not the answer I wanted to hear. Yeah. And then I had to find out, you know, through experience, why he said what he said and that it wasn't a good idea. But yeah, that's interesting. I remember uh, a long time ago um, picking up the wrong drink at a party, at a social engagement, and it hitting my lips. And immediately there's alcohol in my mouth. And I actually looked and nobody was looking at me and I spit it back in the glass and then I think I threw, wow. the, I threw the glass out. Wow. But I, I, I immediately called my sponsor at the time and I said, do I need to change my dry date? And he said, you didn't, even if you'd swallowed it, Lisa, it was a mistake. And if it was one sip, an accidental sip, then no, you, I, you don't need to change your dry. If you drank it and then said, well... It's I might as well just keep on going. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> and finish the glass, then yeah, you, you would have had to change your dry date. I would yeah. have suggested that, but 
I think at this point now, because the fear is gone, like obviously I have a healthy fear of it, but a sip is not going to undo me because my program is not that shakable that a mistake or an accident is going to completely make me have a meltdown. It's going to be like, okay, that's a mistake. I have a good foundation under my system. I'm not going to let this spin into a relapse. I'm just going to go right into my program because I know what to do with this now. Year one, who knows what would have happened. But now that's not going to shake me. It's just not because I decide that it won't. Just like I decide to come into the program, I decide to do the steps, I decide to fully surrender, that Mm -hmm. I won't let that undo me. It's like um, in early recovery, like in my first year, the drinking dreams were insane. Like I had an immense amount of drinking dreams. Like probably every night for the first couple of months. I was drinking in my dreams. It was crazy. And then, and it was just, I guess, that obsession of the mind. Like my body, my mind were craving it. And uh, so my mind was obsessed with it. So I I would dream about it. And uh, sometimes you wake up and it's horrifying because you don't know. Was this a dream or is it reality? And for a moment, it's like, where am I? Was I drunk last night? Was this a dream? Have I thrown it all away? Yeah. Am I going to lie to my sponsor? It was horrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's interesting. I just had a a thought, not a dream, um, but a thought of drinking. Oh my God, I did too last week. Really? It's bizarre. Yes, I was driving. It was my my last day of school. Stress. And I was driving... I think I was done or I was on break or something and I was driving to the passport office mm-hmm. and literally just as if it was any other thought, yeah. I thought, I'm going to buy myself dinner and have a glass of wine. <laughs> that's that's all it took. And yeah. it was as if I was like, I have to call Lisa later. And I remember <laughs> yeah. being like, oh my God, where did that where come did from? Where did that come from? Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So... Here's the cool thing about today and yesterday. Yesterday, meaning the past, in the past, new in recovery, I would have freaked out. I would have felt horrible. I would have felt guilty. The next thought I would have had probably would have been, don't tell anybody. Right. It, you you know, people will judge your program. Um, people won't think you're going to be okay. People will worry about you. Uh, so don't tell anybody. Keep silent. And for fuck's sakes, don't tell your sponsor. And none of those things happened. The first thought was... Um, Man, it would be nice to have be ha- it would be nice to be able to have a drink today. Wow! And, and I was like, "Whoa, okay." So, what's going on in my life that made me have that thought? Yeah, you know. Uh, my next thought was, "Am I going to do that?" Fuck no. Um, then it was, "I need to tell somebody that I've had this thought." So I texted my best friend and I called my sponsor uh, and said, "When can we talk?" And he said, well, I've got four minutes right now, or if it requires more time, uh, we can talk after work today. And I said, okay, I'll take after work. And he goes, well, quickly, what is it? I said, I thought about having a drink today. And he's like, oh, no. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't worry, I'm not gonna. And he goes, no, you're not gonna. <laughs> and then he was like, are, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I just, I really need to talk about this and process where that thought came from. Yeah. But um, I'm not going to have a drink. And it's just, obviously, there's a lot of things going on in my mind. And it came up. And he goes, yeah, this is a disease, Lisa. Yeah. He said, it's there all the time. And 
but I know you're good. I know your program's good because you called me. Go have a nice hot shower when you get home. Relax, and I'll call you in an hour. Yeah, that was my thought was, oh, there you are. You're still there. (laughs) You're still talking to me like that sometimes. Okay. But I didn't tell anyone. This is the first time when you just said that, I was like, oh my God, that's right. That happened to me. But that's also indicative of how much time it spent in my brain, which was zero time. I had the thought, I was like, oh my God. And then, oh, there you are. And then whatever. Mm -hmm. Until you just mentioned it. So I had thought, and I know it's not an option. And, but then there was this little bit of a, like a moment of self-pity. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I wish I could because things have been difficult lately and it'd be nice just to forget. Mm -hmm. And then I went into, but what does that look like for you? And is that possible? No, it's not possible. And then what would happen? And you better call your sponsor. Yeah. So, and I think that's all good things. And he asked me some great questions. I can't remember all of them right now, but one of them was, do you feel any shame or guilt over this thought? Ooh, good question. Yeah. Uh, I said I did in the moment, but I don't now because I know I handled it the right way. Yeah. I I acknowledged that uh, why I was having that thought, uh, that it wouldn't be a good idea, that I'm not going to do it. And then I called and shared with you. So, no, I don't feel any. But in that moment, I did. The first thought was guilt and shame. And he said, and this is why it's so important to be honest and to share with a sponsor mm-hmm. and with other people in the program continually, like for the rest of your life. Because once we start to isolate or we say things like, oh, it's no big deal or I'm not going to tell anybody because I don't want them to think that I don't have a good program. Yeah, you start protecting it. Yeah, because my medallion's coming up. That's ego and isolation. And neither of those things are good for the alcoholic. Yeah. And you know what? I don't think it's a mistake. I really think we discount and underestimate Um, how our bodies have memory and I don't think it's a mistake when the stuff comes up right around medallion time Mm -hmm. like it makes so much sense to me there's some part of us that's remembering it's like an anniversary yeah and what did we normally do when there was an anniversary party party and how many times have you heard that happen right a lot a one year a five year and then people go out right after that yep so anyway interesting thought processes yes so if you, um, if, um, if you do have that experience with a communion wine or something like that, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend if you're new that maybe you just ask if you are somebody who goes to church, just maybe ask if this is grape juice or not. And That's a great idea to yeah. ask even before you get in there. Yeah. Are we doing communion today? What's the deal with this sacramental wine? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's my suggestion. Awesome. Well, it's so good to be back again. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, you can send us an email at the number two sober chicks at gmail.com. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And this has been Two Sober Chicks.